listening to Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Matt Smith in for Mike Evans alongside Mark Schlereth this morning on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. Thanks for rocking with us. Join in on the RamosLaw.com text line 303-713-1043. But now we head out to the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline where we welcome in our good buddy, good buddy Troy Rank of Denver 7 who joins us presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. Troy, good morning. How you doing, pal? Good. How are you? Uh, we are just uh, sifting through all of the details and trying to put the pieces together of what was a monumental day around here, or at least we think it was yesterday, Troy. With this news, I mean, it goes without saying, but this is the end of the Russell Wilson era in Denver, right? Eventually, here, this is the this is the this is the domino. Yeah, I don't see how he would play another snap for the Broncos. And I know he's listed as the backup currently to Jared Sidham this week. We'll see if that is the case on Sunday. It doesn't make a lot of sense when, you know, this decision in part is economic driven because of the $37 million injury guarantee. So I'm not sure why you'd keep him as the backup. But, you know, nonetheless, uh, yesterday marked the end of a, you know, experiment with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. It was an odd fit from the beginning because of the fact that Peyton runs a different type of offense uh, that doesn't necessarily play to Wilson's strengths. They tried to adapt, find kind of comfort somewhere in the middle. And, you know, here we are after 15 games and the offense isn't very good. As Peyton admitted on Tuesday, they're below average in almost every category. Wilson's played better in, you know, the obvious stats, the 26 touchdowns and eight picks. He certainly doesn't deserve all the blame, but his expected passing rating and some of the stuff that if you dig deeper into the numbers, you know, he's just not very good over the middle of the field. And he has still struggled with sacks. Uh, he just doesn't fit what Sean Payton wants to do, which is read the field. You know, when you get to the line of scrimmage, make the right adjustments at the line of scrimmage and one, two, three step, boom, get the ball out. Like that's not Wilson. His strengths are coloring outside the lines and kind of reached his breaking point. I thought they would wait one more week. I wasn't shocked this happened. I thought they might wait one more week until they're kind of officially out of it since they're holding on to playoff hopes. But, you know, the idea that this decision was made just to win is, you know, that's silly. There's certainly economic factors involved. And I don't see, you know, Russell playing another snap for Denver. He goes 11-19 and 19 in two years, and they're going to end up paying him right at $119 million for that. And it just was a disaster, especially when you figure in the draft picks that it took to acquire him. Yeah, absolute disaster. No question. Could be the worst trade in the history of trades. Um, but as we move forward, obviously this wasn't news to Russell because the report was back in October they talked to him about removing that uh, that guarantee, uh, that injury guarantee out of the contract. So he's he's known, and they've been you know, having these conversations for a while, but apparently it was a real shock to the locker room. So the guys you talk to, you going over there all the time, um, what was your general consensus on what the locker room felt about this move? Yeah, it was a little jarring because of Russell Wilson. You know, he's not the quarterback he was three, four years ago, but, you know, he's still a guy who's got a chance to reach the Hall of Fame, and he got benched. And uh, it, that part is just, it's a little eye-opening to guys. Now, you're right, Mark. Uh, Russell Wilson, in October, they approached him, the Broncos, and I talked to my sources about this at length yesterday, about moving that injury guarantee back. 
Uh, so they would not have to make a decision on the fifth day of the league year. So that'd be March 17th coming up. And Wilson, you know, I can, I don't blame them for asking, but there would be no reason for Wilson to adjust or revise his contract because they're basically saying, we don't really believe in you. We don't want to guarantee that money. And the intent would be for him to probably come to camp, then and compete for a job. I mean, you would have no reason to help them. The reason you would do that is if things are going swimmingly, hey, I'll adjust it. That means more talent around me and we're going to win. And, you know, none of that was obviously in place. But, you know, the, the one issue with Russ, and we've talked about it for you know, a year and a half, and he was way better this year, is he's not the most relatable guy, you know, and that was obvious a year ago when they gave him way too much power and he was essentially a coach, not a player. But this year was different. You know, he was more on even ground with the players. He was in the locker room more, way more, uh, certainly visibly when we were in there. But he still didn't have, you know, 52 other allies, if you will, Mark. Uh, guys respect him. They, you cannot be around him and not respect his work ethic and the kind of person he is. But he's not, I don't know why, he's not that guy's guy and he's out with everyone and he's our guy. And, mm. <laughs> excuse me, he's not Jake Plummer in that way. So guys were surprised. There's disappointment because it signals almost like the firing of a coach of a season gone wrong. But also there's some, okay, what do we got in Stidham? You know, and you know, and that was some of it too. But it was a weird day. I think weird and odd would be the best way to describe it uh, from the player's point of view. Troy, you just mentioned that you're not sure if they're going to keep him as the backup for Sunday's game, even though Sean Payton kind of alluded yesterday that he's not going to change his mind on that. Is it is it weird that he's around with two weeks left? If you're turning the page, should they just move on? Again, there's an argument to be made for that. The, the Raiders did it with Derek Carr a year ago. Just said, you know what, just, just go ahead, take your ball and go home. This is a very odd situation. And it's not unlike that. It's not exactly like that, but it's certainly similar. And, you know, to Russ's credit, you know, he practiced in the open viewing yesterday. Everything looked normal. So if you hadn't known that this decision was made watching it, you wouldn't have known that, oh, you know, he got benched. His effort looked the same. The way he ran through the drills. It wasn't I have like no he doubt. Was pulling, a, pulling a Brandon Marshall, kicking a football and pouting and body language was good. But so much of this is economic driven with the injury guarantee. I don't understand why you would risk putting him as the backup. Now, again, you can do whatever you want. I'm just saying this is partly economic driven. You can remove that equation by just making him an active and elevating Danucci and for the final two games. So we'll see where that ends up. You know, could Russ go to them and just say, you know what, this is just such a weird situation. I don't want to risk getting hurt. I know you guys don't want me to get hurt. So we'll see. There's a little bit of time here, and maybe he stays the backup. I mean, it's not, it doesn't mean he's going to play. It just I'm not sure why you would put yourself in that position to have him available to play. Agreed. Thanks so much, Troy. We appreciate your time this morning. You got it, guys. Have a great show. That was Troy Rank at Denver 7, presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air.